Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. The Lord is up to something. Let me turn your attention just for a moment to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17. Love our friends, the Ellis's, the Pasley's, and uh, the Sizemore family, and all the ministry team members here. Just love our friends at Calvary. Thank you for your hospitality and your friendship. First Kings 17, the word of the Lord. I'm, this is verse number 2. The word of the Lord came to Elijah saying, Get away from here. And turn eastward. Take yourself by the brook Kareth or Charith that flows into the Jordan, and it will be that your thirst will be quenched by that brook. And by the way, I have commanded ravens to feed you there. Father, show us that place. Take us to that place, Father. I feel, I sense that we're standing in that place. We release you to work in Jesus' name. Shout that wonderful name. Clap your hands one more time for Jesus. Where the ravens dwell. Come on, somebody, give him thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Positioning is nine-tenths of the law concerning the miraculous. You want to see a miracle happen. You want to be a part of it. Positioning is nine-tenths of the law. Ask a little fellow named Zacchaeus who climbed up in a tree. Didn't have to. But positioning is nine-tenths of the divine law. Ask the woman with the issue of blood who literally crawls on her hands and knees to make her way and touches the hem of his garment from behind. What an awkward, humbling, uh, anti-cultural positioning of that time. But positioning is nine-tenths of the law. So the Lord is positioning this church, this people, you and your household for something that he is in the midst of doing. One time, uh, the great pastor evangelist Billy Cole was asked, how is it that you get involved with so many of the great works that you have seen in the world? How do you know where to go? How do you know uh, exactly who to talk to? And Billy Cole answered in essence and said, I asked the Lord where he's working and just go there. We have it backwards in our time, and we have a lot of cultural, emotional ideas and influences uh, that are things that rather that influence and distract us from what God is doing. But the Lord is preparing His people. He is positioning you and I. He is setting things in order here in this local household and in your household. Somebody ought to thank Him for that. Because that helps to make sense out of a lot of the crazy things 
that have been going on in your life and in your home and seemingly against uh, the forward motion of the work of God. The first wonderful thing I note in this particular text is that the word of the Lord came to him. The previous point of that text was it was a time of famine and darkness. It was a time of destruction in the land and yet the word of the Lord came to him. That is to let somebody know that no matter what kind of hell might be going on in your household, what kind of report that you may have received or what may be breaking out, the word of the Lord can make it to you, honey, brother, friend, no matter what the environment is, no matter what's going on. The word of the Lord came to him. No matter your position, no matter how many times you've sinned or run away or messed up, it can make it to you. One of my favorite scriptures in the book of Jeremiah is, quote, while he was locked up in the house and Babylon had taken over, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and he prophesied. I love Paul when he taught Timothy. He said, the people may try to bind you, but the word of God is not bound. I can get my word right now, no matter how hellish things might be around me. He can talk to me. He can work in me. He can change me. He can empower me. Somebody ought to give God praise that he can speak into my circumstance despite the environmental influences. The word of the Lord came to me. Have you ever been so confused, so frustrated, so aggravated? You didn't even want to talk to yourself in the mirror, let alone hear from God or feel like that he was hearing you. And yet somehow a word makes its way to you. And it starts shifting. That's what I feel like is happening right now. And it starts shifting the atmosphere and changing the logistics of what's happening supernaturally in your life. And positioning you for what God has prepared to do in your life. The word of the Lord came to me and said, get away from here. Where is here? Here's what's comfortable. Here is what comes easy. Here is what comes natural. Here's what I like. I'm going to mess with your comfort zone for a moment. Now be the time folks start kind of thinking, oh, wait a minute. I think we just showed up at the wrong service. Isn't there a 12 o'clock? Get away from here. Get away from comfort and turn yourself to the east. Recalibrate, readjust your coordinates. See, we're creatures of comfort. We're creatures of habit. We like to do things that are familiar to us, and we don't like it when people mess with the things that are familiar to us. Right? Like take our seat. We love church growth, but preacher, you better not ever let somebody take my seat. I've sat here for the last 500 years. And they all think that's a joke, but I've seen churches split over less foolish than that. Huh? Four of y'all are like, it's true, brother, and the rest of y'all are like, I'm going to be careful because I'm sitting where I like. <laughs> God says, get away from here. Get away from, move from what has comforted you because it has rocked you to sleep and it has kept you 
from next level stuff. So you need to move yourself. You need to readjust yourself. And if God thinks the prophet needs readjusting, I promise you the people need readjusting. If God thinks a man who had performed the miracles that he had needed to re-coordinate himself, certainly to position ourselves, the Lord is speaking to us. Turn yourself and move toward the east. In scripture, in biblical scholarship, the east is the direction of worship. It's the direction of deliverance. It's the direction of divine coordinate and ultimate things. So somehow, even though he was a prophet, even though he was spiritual, there was things going on that had distracted him enough. They had turned him away from what the ultimate prize was. They had turned him away from what the ultimate goal was. And so the Lord says, you need to readjust. We really don't read in the text how much he had to readjust. Only that he had to readjust to position himself for what the Lord was preparing to do. I want you, if you will, lift your hands and say, God, I am ready. I'm able. But now I make myself willing to reposition my life schedule, relationships, or things that I have allowed to influence me that would keep me from where you're directing me. I dismiss those things right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I dismiss those influences right now in Jesus' name. Miracles happen when we're out of our comfort zone. When we have been moved from that which is familiar, right when we thought everything is going right the way we thought it ought to go, something messes up classic and we think my god now what are we doing and god says are you feel it yet yeah i'm feeling it good you're right where i need you are you frustrated yet oh beyond frustrated god says perfect this is wonderful there's a lot of times in candid moments i'll share my wife is the real strong individual in our household and uh there are moments where in the middle of transition is spiritual things and physical things and people and whatever. I get frustrated and she'll say, what's on your mind? I can't tell you. <laughs> what are you thinking? Uh, it's what I'm trying not to think. It's what I'm trying not to say. And, and so the Lord uses her to recalibrate me. To remind me where we're headed. Aren't you glad that you have somebody like that in your life? This time, y'all, I guess it's because I feel at home. I'm comfortable, okay? But there are times, I've been places to preach, and I fuss and carry on at the hotel. Hadn't happened in a while. Certainly didn't happen here. But there have been places. They've called me to preach, and I'm at the hotel, and I'm thinking, why are we here? We got out of last night's service. Why are we here? And I woke up one of those situations one time, and, and I said, I ain't going to that morning service. Those people are dead as a doornail, and I ain't doing it. Why are we here? And I was just fussing and carrying on. And so my wife just gets anointed. 
She said, put your shoes on, put your coat on, and get to that church service. Because God has anointed you, and the reason you don't like it is because it's right where you belong. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> reason you're uncomfortable is because you're walking in divine. And when you're walking in divine, God says, you've got to take your shoes off. You've got to, because you're on my turf now. This ain't about you and your programming. You being comfortable and you understanding what's going on. You're on my turf now, so get the junk out of the way that would keep you from understanding me and let's do something. Turn, prophet, to the east. Redirect yourself to the point of God's provision. Judah, when the tribe was camped out, especially before battle on the side of the tabernacle, they camped on the east side because that's the side where worship happened. The best way to understand what God is doing is not to try to reason it out and figure it out, but worship your way through it and say he's good despite who I am and despite what I've been through, I can still praise yet will I praise him though there's no cattle in the stall there's no crop in the field yet will I praise him because he's worthy and he's got a plan somebody ought to give him praise right now cannot allow ourselves we cannot allow ourselves to get so distracted that we lose focus our vision to become so limited that we say, this must be all that God has. He's speaking to the church. And he says, I need you to readjust your coordinates. He's talking to you. I need you to readjust your coordinates. Because I have a strategic location and I want to do something right there. He fixed it and he said, I've commanded the ravens to feed you right there at a specific place. You mean you're not going to come wait on me? Uh-uh. I need you to get there and something's waiting for you there. Other interesting thing I find out, he's commanded ravens to feed. Now, wait a minute. Because every time that you read about God doing something majestic in deliverance in Israel, I bore you on eagles' wings. <laughs> you know what he said? Matter of fact, the writer of Hebrews reiterated, he carried them on eagles' wings. The prophet Isaiah in all of his eloquence, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up with wings of eagles. So we have this picture and God says, oh, we ain't working in eagles today. Uh, we're working in ravens today. Interesting enough, however, in Scripture, God often used ravens as provision. Why would he do this in contrast to an eagle? Because eagles have to do with God, his majesty, and his deliverance. And ravens have to do with our positioning, our humbling, and the breaking of our spirit to the entering in of God's things. 
So God said, I could send an eagle, but that'd make it look like you were doing everything right. And you ain't doing everything right because you need me. So I'm going to send you a raven to let you know that when miraculous happens, it's not about you and you looking pretty. It's about me being God. And it's about you being in the right place. So don't look for things. If y'all ever hear people say, everything just worked out perfect and we just walked right into it. And it was just, oh, is this absolutely wonderful. They're lying to you. Because when you're walking into something divine, it's hell. About every three step, there's some kind of opposition. It's ravens. It doesn't look pretty, but it's a miraculous. You want to see a miracle? You want to see a resurrection? Honey, you can't have a resurrection without somebody dying first. You want to see something found? You've got to have something lost. If you want to have something that with eyes open, something's got to be made blind. It never looks pretty on the front side. God said, I've commanded ravens to feed you there. Because I don't want you looking good. I want me looking good. I don't want you worried about the, the aesthetics culturally, physically. Let me take care of that. But I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. I better get wherever there is quick. I better get to that point and that place. The writer of Hebrews says, Abraham, the father of our faith, upon whom we build our ideology, theology, and eternal positioning. Abraham, quote, did not know where he was going, but trusted that God would let him know when he got there. I'm in the book. He didn't know exactly where he was going, but he traveled by faith and found the place that God had chosen just for him. I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. Some of y'all are inches from it. Some of y'all are one step from it. You're walking into it right now. As the worship team was ushering in the presence of God, you could feel it sucking us in. We are right there. He is positioning us. I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. Get to that place. I'm not operating by your comfort zone, and I ain't coming to wait on you. This isn't Burger King, and it ain't your way right away. It's my way or the highway. I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. He told me, he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. You go and wait in Jerusalem. Yes, I could do it in the Philippines. Yes, I could do it in Siberia. But you get yourself to Jerusalem and you position yourself where I draw you in and I'll work out from there. But you get yourself into that place. There is a location. There is a place God is wanting to position you. Building case and question, you're wondering where is that place? And we're fixing to find it. The psalmist said he brought me into a large place. Unrestricted area and arena. Judges chapter 18 said in that place there is no want of anything. God referring to that chosen place above the Ark of the Covenant. He said there at that location I'll talk to you face to face like a man talks to a man. You will have never been so close to me if I can get you into that place. The psalmist said, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty forever. The secret place. Why is it called a secret place? God trying to hide himself from me? Is God trying to keep this from me? No, sir. See, it is the honor and the glory of God to hide things and conceal things. But it's the honor of kings to search it out. So God said, I'm going to put things in a secret place so that casual part-time people can't just bump into it. But if you want it, you got to go after it. I want it. I want it. So God said, if you dwell in the secret place, you search this thing out. There is a location. God said of that place, I'll bear you up on eagle's wings. God said of that place, he said, there's not height, not depth, not power, not principality, not angels or any other creature or things to come that would keep you if you could just find that place. Where the ravens dwell at this particular location, God is preparing miraculous now, to kind of land the plane, let's apply what we call uh, the Q&A principle in biblical scholarship. The Q&A principle is simply applied by understanding that the Old Testament is full of questions of which the New Testament gives us answers. Just a very simple application. So the Old Testament holds the question. The New Testament carries the answer or the revelation or the uh, expounding upon the subject matter, if you please. Here's one for you. In the Old Testament, there's stuff falling from heaven. And the Hebrews out in the middle of a barren wilderness start crying out in the morning hour, Manna! Manna! Which means, what is this coming from heaven? And every time something weird happened in the Hebrew camp, they would cry out, manna! Which is why thousands of years later, when the Hebrews were gathered in Jerusalem, early in the morning hours, something started falling from heaven. And they started crying again, manna! What is this? And the apostle Peter stood up and said, let me answer it for you. This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. This is something come from heaven with purpose. The answer begins to manifest itself. So where is this place where ravens dwell, where my miracle is fixing to break forth? John chapter 14, Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't talk about it. But I prepare a place for you that where I am, there you are also. That where I am is your arrival. Where I am, Lord... Where I am and nothing else is focused upon, that's where your identity is. That's where I have called you to be. Now, he is speaking ultimately of that glorious day and that ultimate dwelling place in him. And yet, 
within that text is this wonderful understanding that if you put God where he belongs, he will put us where we belong. That if you put your focus on him and where he is and on his lordship, he said it, where I am, not where I was or where I am part-time, but where I am. If you'll get focused on me there, I'll show you where it is that the ravens are feeding. I'll show you, I will literally position you where it is, but you've got to make me lord of everything, not lord of some things. Where I am, where I am exalted where I am revered, where I am worshipped, where I am constantly attended to, this is that place of revelation. I'll put you where you belong if you can sever yourself from relationships that are carnal and frustrating the operation of my presence in your life. Sometimes people can keep you from going further in God. Because carnal people feign themselves as spiritual just enough to make part-time church folk think they've got a hold of heaven. When the reality is they've got just enough of heaven to understand the language but not enough Jesus to actually make a transition. They're called religious people. I'm looking for religious people. I'm looking for people that are hold out, sold out, and bowled out no matter who's doing what. I need somebody that'll square me in the eye when I need it, kick me in the rear when I need it, and pray me through the veil when I need it. Where I am. Don't tell me about the revival that happened here three years ago. Tell me about what God wants to do right now. Don't worship and tell me about how great it was back at such and such moment of your life. Anytime you ever hear people talk about, oh man, a couple years ago I had it together. That's usually code word for I ain't where I belong right now. Let's talk about what God wants to do right now. That where I am. Let's talk about what I am doing. Because I want to get into that place where the ravens are feeding. I want to get in that place where the miraculous is flowing in my life. And I want the church to move into arenas that God has been calling us into. Painfully calling us into. And drawing us into. Somebody's miracle is about to break forth right now over the next few seconds. You ought to thank Him for the pain in your life. You ought to thank Him for the frustration in your life. You ought to thank him for the aggravation. Somebody ought to shout and give him praise. I got one for you. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is. Say what? Is. There is freedom from restriction and bond right there at that where 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 the spirit of the lord is not has been but you're actually having a conversation like he is actually present here right now this is the difference between us folk and regular religious folk most religious folk are having a conversation with god that existed hundreds of years ago but what's happening here is a conversation with god that is happening right now Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. A breakout of the miraculous. I said a breakout of the miraculous. Where over the next several weeks, literal, notable miracles will happen. And people... 
Y'all think I'm preaching. I'm not preaching. I'm prophesying. I'm telling you what's hidden in the supernatural. God is revealing right now. Over the next several weeks, the ravens are coming. The ravens are coming. The ravens are coming. And when they get here, there will be miracles. There will be notable miracles. Somebody that need one right now, you ought to just shout to God. He just healed your body. Oh, I wish I'd get somebody. I, I, just give me just a couple more minutes. I'm just going a little bit over time, but that's okay, preacher. I planned on him being out of town. I go over anyway. I'm kidding. The Lord is wanting to work a miracle right now. Right now. Anybody need one? A literal physical miracle you need. Hold your hand up. There you go, honey. There you go, right there. Just, just pray right now. That's it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Right now, where the ravens feed, Father, a miracle. Somebody else, right now, right now, God, you're a miracle worker. You're a miracle worker. Woo! Whoa! You feel that? Something's trying to get loose in here. Uh That's all right, honey. Get out of your seat and say, God just healed my body. Oh, yeah. The Lord is getting ready to do something powerful in and among us. And he said, I need you to find your place. I need you to get to a place where I am. I need you to get to the place where I am Lord of Lord, King of Kings, and nothing else is going on. I need you to focus on being the worshiper and nothing else. I need you to focus on being the servant and nothing else. And if I can get you to do that, I'm going to put you in a place like you have never been in before. Is it an important place? I'll tell you how important it is. Revelation chapter 20, they marched the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of God's people and the city of God. But fire came down from heaven and devoured the enemy and the devil that deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning fire where the beast and the false prophet had also been thrown and they will be tormented day and night. And then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it filled the earth. And the sky fled from his presence. And there was no place found for them who opposed him. This is God's language concerning. As a matter of fact, you might remember the story Jacob and Esau. You might remember the story the apostle Peter and Judas was the problem with Esau, the scripture said, was the problem with Judas, was that they found no place. 
of repentance. They found no place with him. And God said, this is how it is. This is how important it is that you get where I'm calling you to. Because what I am fixing to do and how I am prepared to work in the midst of your household requires you to step into this place. If you neglect that place, there is eternal consequence. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And I feel God calling us into it now. And here just a while ago, as the worship was breathing in this house, I knew it was more than just a song. I knew it was more than just anointed worshipers and vocalists. But I could literally feel a drawing in that God was calling us into a place. Now, I don't know where you are in your life right now, what your schedule is, or what's been going on. But I will tell you this, as the Lord has given me permission, if I were you as quickly as I could, I'd jump up and get out of my seat and find a place to pray and say, God... Put me there where the ravens are feeding. Just help me to get located right now. And I'd begin to worship him. I'd begin to call out to him. I'd begin to pray to him. And I bet, I reckon, I suppose that over the next few moments, something miraculous will happen there. And water will begin to flow. And provision and strength and healing will enter your body. Whatever the case might be. God is positioning this great church. God is positioning this great people. And as we lift our hearts to Him, as we lift our souls to Him and press toward that position, I can hear Him calling right now. Turn where you've been from. Remove yourself from those that have influenced you and get to that place. Where it is, quickly, get to that place. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about The Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.